This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. He's been advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump. And now, he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck in We lost the election because the establishment, the Republican establishment, <clears throat> knifed Trump and, and us in the back. And uh, it's it was a betrayal from behind, not Democratic opposition from in front of us. But let's remember that Donald Trump went nine and six in Senate races, nine victories, six defeats. Of the Senate races seriously in play this year, Trump endorsed candidates one in nine and lost in only six. That's amazing. Uh, and this tally doesn't include races where Republicans were not seriously challenged, like where it was just an incumbent running for re-election. His candidates won in Ohio, Vance, Wisconsin, Johnson, North Carolina, Bud, Alabama, Britt, Missouri, Schmidt, Oklahoma, McMullins, and Lankford, Utah, Lee, and Iowa, Grassley. <clears throat> That's nine. He lost in Pennsylvania, Oz, New Hampshire, Baldock, Connecticut, Levy, Malloy, Vermont, and in Nevada with Laxalt and Arizona with Masters. But nine and six is a hell of a record, especially since seven of his nine victories were non-incumbents. Uh, the Republican establishment, the never-Trumpers to the end, battled hard to stymie Trump even at the price of a Senate majority. Minority leader Mitch McConnell did his best to remain minority leader by sabotaging the campaigns of Trump's endorsed candidates. In all, Democratic Senate candidates spent $365 million on their races, while Republicans, cut off in many states from funding by McConnell's PAC, managed only $195 million. In Arizona, why did we lose? Well, Masters were outspent four to one. Oz was outspent two to one. Baldick in New Hampshire by 13 to one. Why did he lose? Hassan had 26 million bucks. He had two million bucks. Why do you think he lost? Not only did the establishment cut off funding for Trump's candidates, their major donors failed to give to the party nominees. Losing the Senate was a small price to pay for humiliating Trump and slowing down his extension to the White House. And at the same time that the Republican establishment was undermining Trump and underfunding the Trump-endorsed candidates, the media organs led by Murdoch's Fox News, New York Post, and Wall Street Journal trashed Trump and said it was time to turn the page and go with Ron DeSantis instead. Mm. The Post went so far as to editorialize on its front page that the Florida government should be called the future. And the GOP establishment had plenty of Democratic allies. How else to explain the unbelievable and intolerable delays in counting votes in Arizona, but to delay the announcement of the smashing victory that still is likely to occur of Republican candidate Kerry Lake, who Trump propelled into the governorship and possibly into the vice presidency. Knowing that Trump was planning a big announcement on November 15th, the Democratic ballot counters, led by Secretary of State Kathy Hobbs, Lake's Democratic opponent, did everything they could to delay the counting votes so Trump couldn't point to this charismatic candidate, uh, Kerry Lake. So faced with the usual coalition of Democrats, establishment rhinos, and establishment Republicans, Trump battled them all to a winning record of nine wins and six defeats, an amazing performance that demonstrates that Trump is our best candidate in 2024. But in the meantime, we are left heartbroken by the failure to take the Senate. Come on, come on, come on 
let's put this in perspective. Who needs the Senate anyway right now? We don't have the White House, so we're never going to pass legislation. We could have 60 senators and have a filibuster-proof Senate uh, and the House, but everything we pass, Biden would veto. And we don't have two-thirds majority or close to it in any House. I expect, by the way, our margin winning the House is going to be very close. I have it at 220 to 215 right now. And um, But the point is we're never going to pass legislation, and Biden's never going to pass legislation. We can block him in the House. So he won't be able to raise taxes. He won't be able to increase spending. He won't be able to do the stuff that he wants to do. We won't be able to roll it back. And that's where we'll stand, in stalemate and in deadlock. Uh, and the important point about the congressional race for 24 is hearings, subpoena power, the capacity to investigate in public and make up for the deficiencies of the press in bringing to light democratic corruption. Go after Hunter Biden. Yes. Go after the FBI for being politicized. Go after... Joe Biden's role with the Chinese Communist Party and Ukraine. Summon, subpoena University of Pennsylvania people to tell them where the money for the Biden Institute came from and how it came to be. Uh, go after these guys and really make them pay for what they've been doing. And that can be done from one house. Uh, you, what do you need? Two gavels to pound on Hunter Biden's head? Uh, one is enough. That, that would be nice. Yeah. I would like that. That is Doug DePiro, my <laughs> sidekick, friend, artist, yeah, musician. He's, he's talking about hitting someone with a hammer, and I, yeah. and I right. speak up. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, one house is enough for that, you know? Uh, you don't need two. And so the Senate control would be nice, and it's heartbreaking that we lost it. But come on. Now, the way we lost it is particularly devastating. Uh, the one state in the country that is the most corrupt state there is, is Nevada. And uh, the idea that Nevada postponed its vote count, every single poll showed uh, Laxalt winning. Every single poll. There was never a poll that showed Costas Masto winning. Ever. And uh, we're talking about 30 polls in a row. And most of them had him winning by two to three points. So when on election day he's he's winning, and then a week later they suddenly discover 52,000 extra votes that puts Costas Masto enough ahead so that she can declare victory, I think something very fishy and very funny is going on. But uh, can I ask you a question? After 2020 and all the shenanigans that were going on with those votes and whatnot, you think there would be eyes on the ground looking at this and checking this out? You know what I'm saying? Well, what's the well, story here? We need, with Nevada, we need to understand the story because it's it must be a fairly complicated, deep one. I don't know it, hmm. but it's in the bowels of the vote counting, um, and we need to find out what it is. And in the meantime, let's follow Cheryl Crow's advice. We're not the first hearts broken in Las Vegas. Let's oh. put it this way. Oh, God. Judith in Brooklyn. Hey, Judith. Hi, Judith. Love to talk to you. Hey. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Um, I'm really upset, so thanks for taking my call. Uh, first off, there's an expression, with friends like him, who needs enemies? Yeah. And this goes for Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Mitch McConnell and all these who are abandoning Donald Trump. And I got news for you. Donald Trump did nothing wrong so far to merit this abandonment. Okay. Yeah. One nine also, lost also. six. That's a pretty good record. Uh, you get yeah, paid listen. a lot in the big leagues for being a nine and six. Pitcher. Yeah, right. Thank you, Dick. Also, 75% of the country believes we are headed in the wrong direction, but somehow these Dems seem, seem to win. I have no idea why. You know, I want to tell you something. 
when 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 uh, when uh, Donald Trump said DeSantos is uh, sanctimonious, at first I like uh, took a I took a step back like what, and then I realized one minute, one minute, I know Trump, I know him, and I trust him by the way, and I know if he's doing that, that he's a counterpuncher. That means DeSantis must have done something, and sure enough, I found out that he backed an anti-Trump candidate. That is big time because you know what. DeSantis would not even be, be would not have been governor if not for Donald who, Trump. In who the are you talking place. about? What candidate? Uh, you know what? I, I could find that out. I, I you know, yeah. there's so many candidates. I know he backed someone who was an anti-Trumper, and yeah. that pissed off. You, excuse me, Donald you, Trump to start out with him. You, Donald Trump doesn't start with anyone just like that. But let look, me just say this. Let me know, Trump, Judith. Okay, call me back. Text me on it, and I'll I'll know. Well, okay. okay. Trump, let me tell you something. Trumpism versus communism. That's what we're up against. And I'll say this as like, they are going to attack DeSantos like you can't imagine. They'll make miss me out of him. They will lie through the teeth about him just like they lied about Trump. And let me just remind people, action speaks louder than words. Trump did an amazing job prior to COVID with with harassment every day. The yeah. GDP that Obama says couldn't go past two went up to almost four. The economy was great. Everything was great. Gas prices at $1.87. We were energy independent. The border, there was no invasion, down to a trickle. Obama and Biden did nothing about ISIS. Do you remember the beheadings? It was, it was horrendous. Judith, bless you. You're absolutely right. But we have to go to a commercial break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. So why did we lose? I wrote about this in my book, The Return, and I just feel like almost reading a chapter of it on the, on the air. I said that Democrats have pioneered a new method of winning elections. Not cheating, not all miscounting, that we all know they're doing but really legitimately a new way to win the elections. And, re- yeah, and Republicans have not learned the game. And they demonstrated this year how they have not learned the game. That I can't believe. The key to this is the idea of early voting. You heard me on the air a million times talk about early voting in the last couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, every day I check the stats as to what percent of the Democrats had voted and what percent of the Republicans and by the end of the day, by the end of the early voting period, 34% of the Republicans, of the Democrats, had voted, 34%. And only 14% of the Republicans had voted. So why did Oz lose? Because Fetterman was beating him 700,000 to 100,000 before the first vote was cast in person. And why did the Democrats get the early vote out? Why did they work like maniacs to get 700,000 votes out for Fetterman? Because they knew he would screw up the debate. They mm. knew that he couldn't utter an English sentence. And they knew that they had to get those votes into the ballot box before he opened his mouth. That's amazing that they and did that. why do the Democrats work so hard on early voting? Because they know that their base is stupid. <laughs> they know that they have very dumb people who are holding up their party. And they know that they need to get those votes into the ballot box the minute the mood strikes the voter. Mm-hmm. It has to be like a an impulse buy at the last minute. And if you let them wait, if you let them think about it for a couple of days, and you let them learn something about it, there is no way he's going to vote for you. Hmm. So you got to get those votes in early. The Republicans sat back and just waited for election day. Stupid. It's like the difference between a baseball team that scratches out runs with uh, with bunts and sack flies and stolen bases. Singles. As, a, as opposed to the team that sits back and waits for the three-run home run Great like the analogy. Yankees did. Great and the three-run run, run home run doesn't always come. Yeah. And what 
as a practical matter, we lost hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of votes on Election Day because somebody's kid got sick or somebody got the flu or somebody things piled up at work or the boss demanded something that yeah. they hadn't anticipated. So they didn't vote. Now, with Democrats, it's no problem. They just voted the next day or the next day or the next day. But Republicans waiting to the last minute, there is no next right. day. Right. You're so right. And, and that is just so much a fact of human nature. And we were idiots for not following it. I had a conversation with Trump. It was the only time that I really blamed him for something. I said, <clears throat> you, I said, we need early voting. And he said, nah, they'll just steal the early voting. Uh, we'll vote by mail and we'll never hear from those ballots again. And I said, but you can't go into this election down 700,000 votes in Pennsylvania. How do you think we're going to make up 700,000 votes in one day in Pennsylvania? We're not going to do it. Hmm. And you look all over the country at these races, and the Democrats won them not on Election Day, November 8th. They won them in October. And we need to get off our butts and vote. And it's laziness. It's it's indolence. It's overconfidence. It's all of those sins that impelled our people to stay home and not go out to vote. And the momentum that early voting gives you is so important. So the first point is early voting. The second point is that we had McConnell working against us, not for us, but against us. It's an incredible conclusion that this man would rather be minority leader than have somebody else be majority leader who's in his own party. That's called a sellout. A, a sabotage. A really. sellout. And, uh, and and he took all the never-Trumpers and got them together and said, don't give Trump money, uh, don't give Trump candidates the time of day. Uh, he cut off his funding. Them. He gave Murkowski almost $10 million bucks, and she's a Republican running against a Republican. The Democrats are distant third. So he took money people gave him to protect the Republican majority, uh, to create a Republican majority, and gave it to uh, to an anti-Trump Republican who was running against the Republican. Uh, it was sabotage from day one. And then you have the great knife in the back. And boy, I hope our listeners here understand that. You know, I'm on Fox, I'm on Newsmax, okay? And obviously I work for them. But Fox knifed us in the back because Rupert Murdoch got his nose out of joint because Trump didn't follow his direction when he was president and he didn't do what Murdoch told him to. At the start, Murdoch was was against Trump. Murdoch wanted Bush or any of the other candidates, Uh, uh, maybe Cruz, maybe maybe the Ohio governor, Kasich, Uh, but he didn't want Trump. And then Trump won. And DeSant and Murdoch couldn't get over it. But he figured, okay, I'll tell Trump what to do. And huh. Trump wasn't going to listen to that. He didn't listen to it. Didn't take his phone calls. Didn't t- pay attention to everything he said. So he knew that he couldn't get even with Trump while Trump was president. So he waited until after, and he waited for a moment of vulnerability. And he decided to help create it by sabotaging Trump's campaign and Trump before the election. So all of these guys and women you listen to on Fox News, on uh, New York Post, Wall Street Journal flipped like on a dime, and all of a sudden Trump was terrible. He went to his daughter's wedding yesterday, and the New York Post said, grumpy Donald Trump walked his daughter down the aisle. And uh, and, right. then, That's what and they, they put a headline on DeSantis is the future, and it's Trumpy Dumpty who fell off a wall and nobody could build the wall back again, or the, the, the egg. Right. Um, just bias stuff from the beginning, poison. And they were pushing this poison because they wanted to stop Donald Trump. This was a primary rolled into a general election. Mm. And despite that, despite that, Trump took nine candidates that nobody ever heard of. Or if they heard of him, it's because they wrote a best-selling book and put a novel and got them in his candidates, pushed their campaigns, funded their campaigns, and pushed them over the finish line to a nine-win, six-loss record. 
and he's being blamed, and people are saying he's a lousy candidate, and he can't lead the party. Look at what this guy was up against, and look at what he succeeded in pulling off, for God's sakes. Now, the Republican Party suddenly has a new boyfriend. talking about DeSantis? Yeah, I am. Uh, And look, Ron DeSantis is a creation of Donald Trump. Uh, He wasn't going to run in the first place. For governor? For for governor. Trump persuaded him to run. Then in the primary, he was way behind, and Trump endorsed him. I was just talking to Rudy Giuliani after we got off the air here. And he said, Trump called me and asked me to go into Georgia to campaign for DeSantis said he's going to lose, and we can't let him lose. I mean, Florida. And I went down, and I spent three days campaigning for him. And then then DeSantis turns around and floats himself out as a presidential candidate against Trump. Right. Uh, So naturally, Trump is mad at him. But look, apart from everything else, just look at the merits. When you get a candidate who is a challenger, who can cite his record as the reason for voting for him. You got someone who has the advantage of being a challenger and of being the incumbent. So you go out there and you say, I'm going to seal the border and stop fentanyl and illegal immigrants from coming in. And you say, how do we know you can? I mean, this is just a promise you make. Right. And Trump can say, how do I know you can? You can look at the fact that I did it. Look right. at the fact that nobody came in. Zero. Zilch. And now four million are coming in a year. Okay, well, how do we know you can create jobs without inflation? Well, for God's sakes, I had record job creation, record low black and Hispanic unemployment, and inflation was under 2%. So I did it, and you know that I can. Now, who knows what Ron DeSantis can do on the economy? I mean, I know he can yell at Disney for having, you know, gay, transsexual figures. And I know he can holler at the schools for teaching CRT, and that's great. I know he can come up with a very creative and brilliant idea of busing illegal immigrants to New York and Washington so they know how it feels. But how do you know that he can run the economy? How do you know that he can do this incredible balancing act that really nobody has been able to do before or since? of the tightrope, where on the one hand he stimulates the economy enough to create jobs, but the other hand not enough to start inflation. Donald Trump did that. Larry Kudlow was vital in that. But how do we know that DeSantis can do that? You know, DeSantis DeSantis should let Trump do his thing and then 28 come in and take over. He could watch him. He could learn from him. To stay out of the race. and He will. I think he will. He's too smart to wait. break up this this uh, party. Wait your turn. I know. Wait your turn. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno, he's your numero uno. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Let's go to Jerry in New Jersey. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hi, Dick. I have, you know, the Republican Party needs fresh leadership. McConnell basically has always been for himself. McCarthy's not much better. And what I believe, I believe they they sabotaged everything because there's certain races that could have been won that weren't. 
Not McCarthy. Well, exam- he didn't sabotage anyone, but McConnell sure did. Uh, no, but also the thing is they should have came up with like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, Gingrich's uh, 10 things to do. Like America, a, yeah. Well, McCarthy like, tried that, but I'm not going to defend McCarthy, but um, but I think uh, McConnell certainly deserves that blame. Uh, let's talk about McConnell for a minute. There are now 48 Republican senators, and uh, so you need 25 votes to oust him from the caucus. And uh, you have a bunch of people who are already calling for a delay in the election. He wanted to call the election, I think, Wednesday. And um, Cruz and um, Scott from Florida and um, a whole bunch of them, Hawley from Missouri, have called for a delay in the election, which is, in effect, voting against uh, McConnell. And all the new senators that Trump got elected, all nine of them, are not going to vote for McConnell. Uh, They're going to vote for somebody new because they know that that McConnell tried to sabotage him. So he's going to lose Vance in Ohio, Johnson in Wisconsin, Bud in North Carolina, Britt in Alabama, Schmidt in Missouri. He'll lose both senators from Oklahoma, Mike Lee from Utah, and he'll lose Grassley from Iowa. What does that come to? It comes to nine. And then then there are about five or six others that have publicly uh, moved away from McConnell and called for delaying the election. So that's 15. we got to get to 25. Mm. And the key here is to pressure guys who are in there who are suppo- who really want us to back them in the future. Um, uh, there was a guy, uh, Newsmax had an event uh, where Tom Cotton, a oh, senator right. from Arkansas came, and he's very bright, he's very tall, he's good-looking, great military record, good candidate for the future. Mm. Well, let's press him about, are you going to vote for McConnell or not? Uh, let's press the the people that are coming on to us and trying to make us uh, support them and look at them in the future. Mm. And uh, But we're not that far away. We need about nine or ten more senators. And the reason senators stay with McConnell is that he cuts deals with them. He says, I'll get you on to chair this committee. I'll get you an extra staff member. I'll get you a better office. Really? And it's this kind of bookkeeping stuff that he's very good at. And it's a totally inside game. And then there's the ultimate threat, which is that if you, when you run for re-election, I might, might not fund you. I might not give you money. You might end up like Ron Johnson. And he just proved all of that. Yeah, that he can take it away. So, so I mean, what really is needed here is a revolution within the Republican caucus in the U.S. Senate. And the establishment, McConnell's people, are trying to deflect the blame onto Trump so that we don't blame McConnell. Right. So we don't go after the guy that really did this to us. Uh, instead, we go after somebody else. Because Who do you think would be a good leader? Uh, well, the guy who would take his place is Rick Scott, probably, right, right. senator from Florida. And he was very good, chairman of the Senate Campaign Committee, did a heck of a job. And uh, he's the guy we ought to support. Rick Scott. Yeah. Now, um, let's go to Raul in New Jersey about Zeldin. Um, hello, Dick. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I want to. Okay, let me get up. I want to talk about the election in New York. Uh, the, the, we did a, a show here on election night with Dominic Carter and then with Rita Castito. I remember quite, uh, you know, clearly what a Democratic strategist uh, was, was saying on that election night coverage on the station. He said, go, uh, Lee Sheldon is the wrong person running in this election. At the, running at the wrong time, okay? So uh, I kind of like have to analyze right now the what could uh, have been or what would it have been if it was Giuliani running against uh, Akati Hukul, okay? And as, as far as McConnell is concerned, my issue with him has something to do with China, okay? He's under yeah. the influence of China. Yeah, and furthermore, China is trying to influence this election. Can you talk further about that, Big Morris? Okay. Well, first about Zeldin. Uh, I just I listened to um, um, to uh, Judge Janine's show. 
right before mine, and she made a great point as she was going off the air. She said Lee Zeldin dragged across the finish line four Democratic congressmen who defeated incumbent Republicans, who flipped the seat. Um, we had three of them on our show, uh, um, Lawler from New York, uh, D'Esposito, uh-huh. and Santos. And they were in, they were insurgent Democrat, Republicans and they beat the incumbent Democratic congressman. And there was a fourth one whose name I forget. So, Republicans. You said take, Santos already? Santos won. We got, we, Republicans take the Senate, the House by, I said 220 to 215, okay? But four of those are from New York and would not have happened were it not for Lee Zeldin mm. with his boat chair dragging them across the finish line. So he didn't win, but boy, we owe him a debt, and boy, we have to realize sacrifice fly. Yeah, what a great, great candidate he was, and how well he did. Uh, very, very important. Um, now uh, let's go to Andrew and Stanhook. Andrew, hey, what's up? <clears throat> great analysis, and um, you're right. The uh, at the head there, you know, not funding and not supporting. Yeah, but in Wilkes-Barre and Scranton, I worked at Fox 56 and until May, and that was even before Fetterman had the stroke. And he was, in my opinion, speaking to people, listening, interacting, man-on-the-street interviews. He was wildly unpopular, not <laughs> shockingly unpopular. And the New Times leader in Scranton and Wilkes-Barre which is definitely a leftist paper. Even they admitted in their exit polls huh. that yeah. they didn't find a single voter for Fetter, that every single person they interviewed voted well, for Dr. Oz. Yeah, but they, so, they but McConnell, I mean, interrupt you, but McConnell uh, funded him, uh, funded uh, Oz so poorly that Fetterman had $68 million and Oz had $28, $38 million. So, I mean, a $30 million difference, that's, that's like a month, two months of television. Oh my God. And, uh, and it would, it sets up an obstacle that makes it very hard to overcome. Mumbles, mumbles McConnell. Now a lot of people are talking about this new kid in town we talked about, DeSantis. And I want to just make this fundamental point. The Republican Party is probably going to win in 24. The economy is bad. It's going to get worse. The abortion issue will cool off. It won't be in the, on the heels of the decision. And I think Trump is going to put it together. But the one thing that can stop him completely and destroy our chances in 24 is a split in the Republican Party, a Republican primary. It would be a horrible disaster. And if this man, DeSantis, who has a nice record as governor, who I'd love to support in 2028, puts his personal ambition ahead of the Republican Party and says that he's going to run against Trump and split the party in half. This is not like an open seat. It's not Donald Trump was president. He's now running for it again. Yeah. Uh, he believes, and many believe, he won the election. So for DeSantis to waltz in now and take it away from him, I think absolutely is the most irresponsible thing you can imagine somebody doing. You know, Rudy said it great earlier to me. He goes, if DeSantis wins, he loses. He wins the nomination, he's going to lose the vote. Yeah, because the uh, Trump the, people never support him. Never support him. We have to understand that they, nobody's in love with DeSantis. This the media love affair that Murdoch has and the Post has, they don't know DeSantis. Right. They just hate Trump because they can't control him. Well, they'll start to hate DeSantis, too, if he gets yeah. it to It'll be the same thing. Well, with Murdoch, it's a personal thing with Trump. Uh-huh. But with the establishment, right, It's it's that they want their guy, and they don't want uh, the Republicans to right. win. Mm-hmm. But if DeSantis runs against Trump, uh, the fallout, the the negativity, the uh, the diversion of resources oh. will absolutely scar this party. Do, 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 do. 
real funny guy. I didn't do that music, by the way. I was cheated out of this whole music thing earlier. Breaking up is hard. Because Rudy do. stole your phone and had to go look for your phone. And you're not going to be able to win this election if you begin it with a vicious, horrible primary. Absolutely. With DeSantis running. Horrible. Let's go to Elaine and Wayne. Elaine and Wayne. Yes, I have a question in your book that the return with Donald Trump. Right. You still have faith in that book? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I wish that I wish the Republican Party had read it. It talks about the need for early voting. Right. It talks about the need for bringing ballots to the voters, not just waiting for them to come to the voting machine. And it talks about the need to fund our candidates adequately. Mm-hmm. And instead, the Republicans sabotage themselves because they couldn't, because their leaders, some of their elites, were mad personally at Trump. It's terrible. I think they, they should have one day of voting, no harvest, no early voting, like Trump said. Yeah. Elaine, you're right, but, you're, but not it's not going to happen. Yeah. So play the game by the rules that are out there and win the damn game. Right. Don't sit there wanting new rules and new procedures when we can win under those. You know, McConnell, right. McConnell. you know that analogy I gave you the other day where, let's say he's fighting with Trump or whatever. That's the third baseman and the, the, the first baseman fighting, and the third baseman doesn't throw the ball to the first baseman to get the guy out because he doesn't like him. Right. That's right. Let's go to Stuart in Forest Hills. Hey, Stuart. Hey, hey, Dick. I'd like your opinion on this. Regarding the 2024 election, whether it's Trump or even DeSantis, I'm concerned that either of them could fail for one reason. We're going to have another four years of 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 a Democrat governor controlling the elections in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Can Trump win with those three states with Democrat governors controlling the election? Good question, Stuart, and he can because of Moore versus Harper. Mm. That is the Supreme Court case that's coming up that will be decided early next year, which takes the power of controlling elections away from the governors and gives it to the state legislatures. And we have Republican majorities in all of the states you named, Michigan, Pennsylvania, uh, and um, Wisconsin. All of those states have Republican legislatures and North Carolina. But they've been, the Democratic governors have vetoed election reforms, so the theft can go on. And it will go on uh, unless, uh, unless the court decides in our favor in Moore versus Harper, and I think they will. Because to hear a Supreme Court case, you need four judge justices to say, yeah, bring it on. We want to decide this case. And they don't say that unless they're going to vote for the plaintiff. Mm. There'd be no point in that. So we have four judges, four of the conservatives. They don't release the names, but it's probably Barrett and uh, Kavanaugh and a bunch of them. And then we probably pick up the fifth one. You can't. File five on a certiorari petition has to be no more than four. Oh, really? Yeah, because otherwise it's a decision. And uh, we'll get the fifth, and I think we'll get Roberts, too. Who's the woman that she was fantastic in? The uh, the woman that was, uh, she's Amy, now a Supreme Court. Barrett. Right. Yeah. She was great. But I think we'll get, I think we got all of those votes. I think that's why they granted cert on the case. And I think that will stop the ballot fraud you're worried about. He's been advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump. And now, he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. On Tuesday, the 15th of November, Donald Trump is going to announce his candidacy for President of the United States. And he's going to lay out an agenda of what he's going to do in his second term. He's going to talk about all the stuff that he's going to do uh, when he's elected president again. Keystone Pipeline started again. Fracking regulations repealed so that you can frack on federal land. 
uh, offshore oil drilling approved, Alaska oil drilling approved. If district attorneys don't prosecute crime in their jurisdictions, you cut off LEAA, Federal Law Enforcement Assistance Grants, that pay for a lot of the police force. You threaten to cut them off. That includes the money that the DAs have to run their offices. Hmm. Um, deportation of murderers and rapists who are here illegally. Get, out. Get rid of them. Get them out of the country. Get out. Finish the border wall. Remain in Mexico. Make them keep the illegal immigrants there. Like he did. On their side. Trump did all of these, yeah. but he didn't finish. He's going to keep them up right. because Biden dismantled it. Um, the uh, cutback spending dramatically so that you don't have the kind of inflation that we're dealing with. And, and CRT in schools, cut down. Yeah, cut any back. school that teaches CRT or that teaches loses gender funding. change loses its federal funding. Mm. Uh, you can control all of that by manipulating the federal funding. Uh, Need them. Need and them. by the way, on inflation and prescription drugs, rather than kill off research and development by limiting prices of drugs, instead ban advertising by drug companies. Right. 20% of the expenditures of pharmaceutical companies is on advertising. Cut that out. Cut the prices by 20%. If we need a prescription, let the doctor tell us and let us go to the doctor and ask. Don't get a television ad that talks about if your lumbago hurts, here's what you got to do. Right, the Uh, hype. Yeah, the hype. hype. Get rid of all of that. And there is just so much that he can do, that he's going to do. And and I think that he's going to lay out a second-term agenda on Tuesday that will be so exciting and so thrilling and so captivating that we will all realize how important it is to keep Donald Trump in office. I think he's going to give, in effect, a State of the Union speech on Tuesday outlining what he's going to do. I don't think you're going to see a lot of negatives. I don't think you can hear the word DeSantis. I think you're going to hear about the changes that Donald Trump is going and to going bring. forward. That's right. Uh, let's go to Alfred in, y- in Yonkers. Yeah, Yonkers. we have a special policy on this station. We take calls from Yonkers because of me, my friend here. Yeah. Hi, hi, Dick. Thanks, thanks for taking my call. I listen to you regularly, Thank you. and I don't think we should like get on the dump. Get aboard the dumb Trump ship no. just yet. Yep. And um, <clears throat> I happen to I happen to love Donald Trump very much, and he did he made a lot of accomplishments for this country. And um, and and that Freudian slip that he made about Ron DeSantis was kind of yeah. I was kind of hysterical when I heard it. It, it wasn't Freudian <laughs> slip. It was he had told me that line yeah, a couple of weeks before over the phone. More than that. And I said, I said, come on, guy, you don't want to do that. Right. But it was a joke. It was a, a, a jest that he right. really was proud of. It's like with, you, with your friends and you call yeah. them, ah, you idiot or whatever. No, it, it's not that. It's that he had a line. You know, when I write a, a line and I love it, I want to give it. Right. And if it offends somebody too Oops. bad, I still want to say right, it. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, for goodness sakes, we're not talking here about slander. Uh, the worst he said was he's sanctimonious. So what? Uh, and he picked the word because it just sounded like his name. You know, it in. That's the yeah, reason. Exactly, exactly. Right. Let's go to Sandra in New Jersey. Hi, Sandra. Hey, hi, guys. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm glad, to, I'm glad to listen to you today. You know, I wanted to ask you a question, Dick. I know you speak to Trump on an ongoing basis. Uh-huh. And I'm very worried about him emotionally. How much can a man take? I mean, look at the New York Post owned by the Murdochs. I mean, Trump, you know, Goodwin writing an article that Trump has become yeah. boring. It's hurtful, and I don't, and I worry about Trump. How does He's he so it? strong, Sandra. He's don't, so strong. But it's also, unbelievable. Don't, don't worry about him. He doesn't work like that, Sandra. Right, right. It's not. You know how battery charges. When the car is running, right, and you know, the machine is running, yeah. and you say, "Oh my God, it's running! The battery is going to run right. out." Nope. But in fact, the running charges the right. battery. Right. Good. Well, Good that's analogy. what you're dealing with with Donald Trump. Good analogy for a guy that never built anything. He, he <laughs> reads has no idea. He reads the New York Post, and his attitude is, "Bring them on!" Yeah, yeah, you yeah. SOBs, yeah. 
and and absolutely. But listen, there's a basic stat that I looked up the other day. Fifty percent of the Republican primary vote watches Fox News pretty much every day. Fifty percent, you said. Fifty. Twenty-five uh-huh. percent watches Newsmax and growing pretty much every day. That's the head-to-head. Okay. You want to get Trump elected, stop watching Fox and watch Newsmax. Yeah, right. You're going to hear the truth. Because you can hear the truth. And if Fox's ratings suffer because they're not covering Trump rallies, because they're dumping on Trump. And, you know, Sean Hannity hasn't mentioned the word Donald Trump in four days. And they're boys. And sooner or later, he's going to get the, they'll read their marching orders to him and to Laura Ingram. And you'll be stuck with the daytime Fox News people who savage Trump at every conceivable turn. So you can vote with your remote. Um, vote with your vote remote. Vote with your Very remote. Good. I like that. Yeah. Now let's go to Steve in Florida who says Trump has to go away. Come on, now, Steve. Look, uh, the only way a Republican is going to win the next election is if they win the independent vote. And any Trump-supporting Republican will not get that. And what Republicans want to hear. Is that why Trump. Is that why Trump is 20 points ahead of Biden among independents and has always been ahead of Biden among independents? Uh, is that why Trump can get 50,000 people in podunk uh, in the middle of the rain to stand there watching, waiting for him? This guy has energized the party in an incredible way. Don't let the Democrats choose our candidate. Right. Don't listen to what they're saying about our candidates the media. to tell us who to run. Right. Uh, they want to run the weakest candidate they can, and they are scared to death of Donald Trump because they know what a bull in his china shop he is. They know how he'll disrupt everything. They know how he'll fire a lot of the civil service and make them all at pleasure appointees. They know that he'll cut off funding to local governments that screw around and don't indict people and don't try people, Mm. and they know that he's going to deport the hell out of all of these illegal immigrants and they don't want him. They're afraid of him. And so don't let the Democratic Party tell us who to run for president, okay? That's about what it boils down to. Dick, like you, you said earlier about the Democrats and how they run, you know, how they're, they're taking care of uh, what they're doing as far as the vote goes and whatnot. They're doing it right now with our people. They're making them get pissed off at Trump and want to stand. They're doing exactly. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. maneuvering us right now. Exactly. We are being manipulated by right now. the Democratic Party, and we have to stop it. We have to stop. All the Republicans that have to say, "Wait a minute, just take yeah. a breath. Let's uh, relax for a week yeah. and start over." Okay, let's go to Kenny on Long Island on Long Beach. What? Kenny? Hello. Hello. Yeah, Kenny. we got you, Kenny. Yeah, hi. Uh, good afternoon. The other day I heard uh, Bill Bill O'Reilly say that uh, somebody asked him about the Republicans doing investigations. And he said, well, you know, the American people are tired of that. No, we're not. No, we're not. Not me. No way. We're not. And, that will, and, and that's you know, what I love Trump. Yeah, everybody's tired of investigations until they hear what they have to say. Right. When they put a guy on the stand and he says, yeah. We got $22 million million here at the University of Pennsylvania from China, and we gave it to Biden for the Biden Institute of Peace and Diplomacy, and we paid Biden out of the Chinese money a million bucks a year, never to show up on campus, just to be there. And we hired a guy named Blinken, who, as our director and chief of staff, and lo and behold, he ends up as secretary of state. And his salary Imagine was paid that. by the Chinese Communist Party for four years. Mm. That's not going to – they're not going to get bored. No, right. They're not going to say, hey, you know, change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's go to Daniel in the Bronx. Hey, Daniel. Hi. You said that if DeSantis challenges Trump in 2024, it would split the party and do a lot of damage. Mm. Yep. Uh, my question is um, – Let's say that happens, and I, I believe you, wouldn't the party then unify behind the winner and move on? I don't think so. I think the Some par- of them will. I think the party's going to look at it and say, you, you took the most successful president the Republican Party's had since Reagan and Lincoln. Mm. 
and you took somebody who has done all of this good with the economy, with immigration, with crime, and you just tore him down because you couldn't keep your pants on until 2028. Right. Uh, your personal ambition. You just couldn't wait. You couldn't sit back and let somebody else do it. And uh, Trump would not have replaced you. Trump would have worked with you. And uh, you just couldn't do it. You just couldn't wait. And I don't think people are going to vote for that. I don't think he's going to run. I'm going to tell you right now. Well, I don't um, think so. Who knows? But so um, hey, I know. let's go to Mark in Hackensack. Hey, Mark. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. If I had to be a, a political strategist in order for Trump to win or actually the Republicans to win, DeSantis would have to step down. Yeah. Trump inspires the Democratic vote. Yeah. He inspires it. They get out to vote. If Trump is voting, DeSantis, we stand a better chance. We will get out to vote, yeah, but, but he might not inspire the let's, Democrats. Let's not let the Democrats choose our right. candidate. Right. The 50,000 people he draws to podunk in rallies, those aren't Democrats demonstrating against him. Those are Republicans. We have never had this enthusiasm for a Republican candidate that we have now for Donald Trump. Right. And don't think that that grows on trees. Stop listening to this media. Yeah, absolutely. And, Dick, I have a question. Where is Podunk? <laughs> uh, someplace next to Oshkosh. <laughs> Actually, Oshkosh exists. I don't know if Podunk does. <laughs> All right, so we talked about how this election was lost because of the Republican establishment cutting back the funding to Trump candidates, because of Republican voters sitting on their butts and not voting early because Republicans didn't reach deep enough into their wallets and they let the Democrats outspend us two to one. And we talked about how Trump won nine and lost six in the Senate races. So don't blame him. Celebrate him. How would you like a Senate with 41 Republicans? Okay. Thank you, Mr. Morris. It's an honor.